This is Dies and Chewy X, the podcast, episode 293 for the week of March 25th, 2012. Welcome to Dies and Shoe X. The podcast. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Dies and Shoe X. <laughs> What's that smart? <laughs> I, I almost like said the it. name of the Forget show. Forget the name. <laughs> no, I was about to say Dragon Ball EX. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, you've thrown me off in my own introduction. I don't remember. the. We cover. We cover, thank you. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. My name is Mike Vichito EX. Across from me in the basement, throwing me off yet again. Mary, welcome back to the show, ma'am. You know, that could be a fanfic. What? Or Dojinchi Dragon Ball EX. I'm pretty sure there already is one called that because we get referrals for it. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hopping oh, on that is, uh, search engine traffic. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, the way to do it. Normal thing. All right. So we also have that voice there, a man of many, many internet names that around these parts, we'll just call you Lance. It's nice and easy. Hello. So so if a site's going by Dragon Ball EX now, does that mean you have to change the tagline to cover anything and everything dies in you? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Whoa. We're I'm only covering... Out. People think we do that. People think we only cover stuff in the Dai's NGU. So it's kind of an unfortunate but wonderfully well-branded name in that respect. I don't know. It's Depends confusing. on your stance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lance, uh, I'm going to ask you, it's been a while since you've been on the show. Introduce yourself. What are you doing these days, man? Let's see. Uh, I'm living in Tampa, Florida now. <laughs> okay. And uh, let's, let's, let's see. It's been, what, a year and three months or four or five, a year and a half, I don't know, something like that, since I've been on the podcast. Uh, I'm known on the forums as Gaffer Tape. I'm known on YouTube as Mr. Fusion, and I guess I shouldn't have a consolidated branding name, but I don't, so. <laughs> Come on, man. Marketing 101. No, have, no, no, no. I, you no. see, it's what? always important and critical to yeah. have an evil doppelganger, okay, so if you ever want to, like, just go crazy, it's just true. pick one of your accounts, and I could be the one that has a bad reputation, That's and the right. other one is safe. You have plausible deniability now. Ooh, which, so so which one has the, has the evil goatee? Oh, that's uh, the fusion name, I guess. Oh, wow. <laughs> you get to wear a really oh, was, uh... awful vest. At the... Anyway, so <laughs> tell us a little bit about what you're up to. I know we've plugged it on the show, but I'm enjoying it. The internet's enjoying it. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, uh, after the Dragon dragon Boxes got done, I decided to move on to uh, Dragon Ball Dissection. That's what I call it. My new YouTube series, my new Dragon Ball related YouTube series where I take the uh, series arc by arc. And uh, just uh, give it a give it a shakedown, uh, Mister Fusion slash Gaffer Tape slash Lance. I need a singular name <laughs> uh, style. <laughs> and uh, once I get to the end of every arc, I, I give I give it a ranking, uh, uh, a numerical ranking uh, in relation to one another, so they're all being graded on the curve. And hopefully, when I'm when I'm at the end, and every every arc has a slot, there'll be lots of hundreds of thousands of people really really angry at me for for me putting their favorite arc into a low slot. But it uh, has to happen, and there we go. Welcome to the internet. <laughs> it's a dirty job <laughs> but we all have to do, do it. it yep i mean i don't want to get in too much to the youtube side of things but overall the comments on your videos because i keep up with them because i'm a stalker like that have been pretty fantastic so far yeah no, I've, I've been really really fortunate in that in, in the most part i mean you know so, some of my uh, my dragon box videos have gotten the uh you know a few token orange bricks are the best and we can't have this and faulkner rules and, and you're a terrible person for saying otherwise kind of thing but you know just Live and let live. Yep, yep. That's how it rolls. All right, man. You approached me with a podcast topic, and it's something that I've been wanting to do, honestly, for a long time. I for love, years. love, 
love doing character episodes. I can't remember the last one we did, but it was a great time when we did it. I'm pretty sure it was Yamcha. Wasn't it wasn't a Yamcha. Was the last one <sighs> it might have been Yamcha. That was no, 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 no. Actually, it was. Uh, did you pick a lot? It was. It was. It was. No, it was, it was second second character in the series. I just watched that episode recently or listened to it. Oh. Um, yeah, Miss Miss B U L M A or B U R U M A or however you want to <laughs> you want to go about it. Oh, it's a thing with you. I'm on your side. Mary is. <laughs> the outlier here Damn. we shall speak no more <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid i'm afraid to bring it up because like i said i just listened to that episode and i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm in fear <laughs> <laughs> all right so anyway her counterpart actually mr vegeta we are going to do a character profile episode on him you've had so many great points that while i don't know it's tough to classify because i was talking a little bit about this with mary uh i think just the other day and we're saying yeah we kind of feel that same way so I don't want to describe these viewpoints as, I hate to use the word again, but these outlier viewpoints, because I think a lot of us feel this way, but you've managed to put it in a, a frame. Put it into words. A perspective. For one thing, because it kind of describes, well, we'll get into it, but sure, it, de- sure. it describes something <laughs> that I've never really stopped and thought about before. Yeah, yeah. Once it was put out there, it's like, oh, yeah. Right. True. And I know we talked about it along the way during the manga review of Awesomeness, but that was so spread out over time. And I think if we attack him all in one quick shot here, we're going to tear down Vegeta. Mary, we're going to break him. Yes. Break me. I get, I get it. Break me. Old video 90s yeah, i don't want to think about that real video good times check it out so uh we're going to do that for our topic this week we got a little bit of news we get an audio email later on and it's the end of the month so i don't know what releases are coming out i guess we'll attack that in april so let's just jump into some news here all right mary why don't you start me off with some news? Will this is do. so easy. Can you I know. It? Somehow I'll find a way to botch this up. All right. So Kai DVD Volume 8 has a cover and a date. Yes. So we've known for a while that Part 7 was actually still coming out, and it should be out as of this recording. But now we actually have some cover art and a confirmed release date for Part 8, which will wrap up Funimation's Kai release. So it's coming out June 5th. And as we knew, it's going to contain Episode 98. Yes, the Japanese unbroadcast episode, a little bonus episode there. So uh, that just ties in with... One through four were discontinued in favor of seasons. What was going to be the fate of the part releases? Well, it's coming out and it's going to finish. Lance, okay. you been keeping up with uh, the Kai releases at all? Or have you just been got my Dragon Box? Have a nice day. Uh, for the most part, it's got my Dragon Box. Have a nice day. But I, I mean, I, I don't I don't own any, any of the Kai releases. And at the moment, I'm not planning to. But I, I have been following enough to know that, oh, yeah, this is coming out. This has been coming out. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm up on it a little bit, but not as not probably, probably not as much as I should be. Fair enough. I kind of feel the same way. I got those four. Then the music shift like ah, i don't really it's just care. it's too complicated now it's been too complicated for over a year now and <laughs> you know i'm kind of afraid of going back to the dvd guide and not only do i have to oh. <laughs> update the kai releases in there but if and when we get real confirmations on what the music track in seasons one and two are going to be because technically season one already came out like last year twice and still had Yamamoto. I don't know. It's just total disaster. Yeah, just just slap that that bar graph you made a while ago about the music releases in there. I was just going to say this could benefit <laughs> from a bar graph and like a timeline. Yes. And I think you're going to need to build a whole intelligence into your site where <laughs> oh, it's, please stop. Which release is best for me? And I have to answer <laughs> questions. And in the end, you say this release. And ultimately, every answer brings you to Dragon Box, so it's really just a ruse. <laughs> You're evil. I love you. 
Thanks. All right. So let's jump away from that. Speaking of prior releases, speaking of Orange Bricks, the saga of manga UK releases has been a strange one. Just to give you a little recap here. It was back in August that fans discovered a listing on the British Board of Film Classification website that detailed the extras that were on the first Orange Brick. And these were tied to some type of release from Manga UK over there, obviously, in the United Kingdom. Uh, They had some fun back and forths with fans on Twitter about that. You can go back and check that news out. Then in October, a flyer leaked out noting a December pre-release date for the first Orange Brick over there in the UK. I guess it's worth noting that the UK has been the redheaded stepchild of Dragon Ball DVD releases, (laughs) basically having Big Green for some movies. And that's it. Wah, wah, wah. So, is this coming out? Ah, Manga UK continues to deny it. Up through last week, when Toei Animation's website, of all places, has a news story confirming. Yes, let me just read the text to you, because you'll see why I have to read it to you in a second. Manga Entertainment has acquired the licensing rights to release, for the first time, the Dragon Ball Z series in DVD. I don't understand this. In parentheses, 291 episodes of 26, apostrophe. (laughs) (laughs) 26 feet? (laughs) Anyway, in the United Kingdom, the new licensee is planning to release the first of the nine boxes this summer and to support the launch with a complete cross-media promotion campaign. So nine boxes, orange bricks. We've seen the flyer. It's going to be the orange bricks. Great. Well, the next day, this page was pulled from Toei Animation's website. So much for the cross-media promotion. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, fans went to Twitter and it was more, I think there was something about worst kept secret. Please wait until after the London Expo, which I think was this weekend. So basically at this point, we know Manga UK is putting it out. We don't know when, but whoops why'd you post that toei sounds like the blue bricks all over again it didn't it wasn't that leaked early oh my god i was just going through that news it was hilarious how often that came up and we always take it back to funimation's way of kind of addressing it has always been we have nothing to say right now but stay tuned we have some great things coming i'm i'm, I'm still trying to decipher that 291 episodes of 26 thing at, yeah. at first i was thinking they've made that as a number of episodes but if they're doing nine that's yeah that doesn't less add than up the orange does bricks. it uh, 26 no that would be more than 10 what was that yeah, be more than 10 gonna be 26 uh, like there's well, maybe no maybe it's a british I, thing maybe it's maybe a, it's but 26 what what is the 26 I don't know. All right. So to wrap up the news here, just uh, one last bit on that Kinect game that no one's supposed to know about, but all the rating boards know about. It started with the Korean rating that first leaked this, and then the UK rating that kind of circles back because the UK rating came from the British Board of Film Classification website, which the British Orange Bricks were originally leaked on as well. Um, wow. What a great treasure trove. I know, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, Japanese patents and the British Board of Film Classification website, two greatest resources in Dragon Ball News news fandom <laughs> absolutely amazing uh but they don't want you to find that no no of course you're not supposed to know it's there <laughs> and actually this one was hanging out there for a while the uh geez let me pull it up real quick the date on the rating 27 yeah september bleh, february 27th so it had been hanging out there for almost a month at this point before i think it was GameCube was the one who posted up about it and we grabbed it from them so uh yeah more confirmation this apparently coming out connect game is coming to a variety of places throughout the world we still don't have a formal release date for it but it is coming uh i want to go around. i don't think we've talked so about this in a while with various people lance i'm gonna start with you any interest in the dbz connect game i have a wee 
All right, Mary. <laughs> Any interest? I guess if we had a connect, I would certainly say it would be a must buy, but we don't have a connect yet. I know. I'm waiting for that next price drop. Yeah. I just... It's going to be Dance Central, Dance Central 2, Child and Dragon Eden. Ball Z. And, yeah, and Child of Eden. <laughs> and I don't really care about anything else. Anything else right now. Okay, so that is the news actually from the last couple of weeks because we accidentally missed an episode last week. It happens sometimes but now we're going to dive in meat and potatoes or rather vegetables i suppose uh, vegetables uh, go uh. with it <laughs> vegeta <laughs> much like when we had heath on the show that brought me this amazing outline for minoru maeda lance you have approached me with an amazing outline for a topic that's uh so fantastic i'm basically turning it over to you to lead this discussion and mary and i are going to be pretty faces and pretty voices to chime in occasionally and tell you that you did a great job and you are correct in your assessment of Vegeta. Ooh, no pressure there. Nope, none whatsoever. <laughs> so I guess why don't you start with why do you think Vegeta is worthy of uh, this dissection here? Well, I mean, good grief, he's Vegeta. Is I mean, he's uh, introduced way back in chapter like, around 300 or so and is there for the rest of the series. Un- unlike most unlike most characters who get introduced and most like villain-turned not villain or less villain-ish characters. <laughs> he does. He, he he really he really doesn't have that sort of uh, Toriyama character syndrome where he does something for a little while and then it sort of fades away and never does anything again or just sits in the background or dies or what? Well, he does die, but <laughs> you know, he's he's, <laughs> he's he's still he's still pretty active from the moment he's introduced to the moment the series is over. Yeah, and, uh, death doesn't keep you away in this series. Exactly. Now, only Toriyama does. He's 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 always always doing stuff and always staying uh, at least. In- interesting, at least in various different ways. We're gonna get into that later on right. as as to how he's how he's used in various parts of the series. But you know, he's uh, definitely a very popular character, one of the most popular. And uh, so so discussions about Vegeta come up on 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 these forums quite a bit. Uh, and and lately, it's been uh, over the past uh, since last summer, I guess. People have been sort of trying to think about Vegeta in new ways, sort of coming at him from a different perspective and and trying to figure out what exactly makes him tick and how exactly he's used, especially after the Frieza arc where his sort of initial character thrust is, is, has been used up and he has to sort of live on Earth now and what, what the heck happens over there? <laughs> Lols, enjoy humanity. All right, so your, your outline kind of almost started talking about it already, just his introduction and how he's similar to some of the other rivals that have come before us. So let's just start right there. Yeah, well, um, I seem to talk about mostly the manga, I suppose. It's hard, to, for, hard for me to say it, but, I, but I, guess, I guess it almost makes sense to say he's the first really, one of the first really big characters of the quote-unquote Z era, yeah, yeah. The, the, Cyan, the Cyan arc when it starts. And um, he, he sort of uh, takes takes that role that, uh, that people like Ten Shinhan and Piccolo have done in the past, the I live for nothing but to, to train and surpass Goku kind of thing. I mean, he does it in a different way, but it's still sort of that, you know, I, I fought Goku and now I must, you know, spend the rest of my time being a sol- solitary kind of warrior. But still living alongside him that whole time. Yeah. Which makes it all the more interesting. And awkward at times. I but, love awkward. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, un- un- unlike uh, Ten Shinhan and Piccolo, he does take a lot longer to... And almost pretty much to the end of the series to actually warm up to Goku and see it more as a, a friendly rivalry than a, I must pass you my life, my honor, my everything depends on this. And so that's that's his thr- that's his main character thrust for a long time. Once once he actually fights Goku. Well, hold on, because I, I might take issue with Piccolo there a little bit because I don't know. I have a tough time pinpointing when would it be that Piccolo saw Goku no longer as this person to kill. Was it because of Gohan? Was it 
yeah. through the Frieza arc when he got Nail yeah. and then later God into him. I don't know. When would you say that Piccolo came around to him? Between uh, the end of uh, Cyan arc and uh, in, in middle of Frieza arc. Okay. Is my guess. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to say because there's just so much other stuff that's not concerning, you know, the Goku and Piccolo rivalry. Right. It's hard to say, pinpoint a moment, but I mean, there doesn't seem to be any animosity like, you know, when they when they talk well, when they talk through Kaio when he's dead and obviously nothing when they're when they're together briefly you know during the Frieza fight obviously they can't really talk about their own issues when they're fighting <laughs> Frieza but right. you know it's just it's just one of those things that sort of kind of has to get swept under the rug and by the time they actually have any kind of screen time together then it's been so long at that yeah. point that, that's a great approach because even when and we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves a little bit but we'll pull it back around anytime that Vegeta and Goku have to deal with something together something greater than themselves I feel like Vegeta's always got this but I still fucking hate you so oh, yes. much and he has to make it very clear to the audience he does Understand? Yeah, XYZ. don't misunderstand, Kakarot. I'm not here. I must be the one to defeat. Right, right. So, all right, let's uh, stick with the Cyan arc when they're still uh, bitter rivals at this point. So, where do you want to go from here? Well, um, I, I guess the kind of like, why is it that they're rivals to begin with? It's like you have Ten Shinhan, who is sort of a built-in rival because it's you know Crane School, Turtle right, School right. kind of thing by default rivalry. Yeah, uh, I mean Piccolo's. Uh, well, at least the original in the Daimo was you know he killed killed my mentor killed my friend and i guess you know the new piccolo kind of carries on traits from that and, and the whole taking over the world thing uh vegeta's interesting though is that uh since we introduce him in this arc where everything is suddenly you know this is goku's backstory this is where he comes from so of course we have a rival for goku goku is said to be a low class uh low class fighter while vegeta is a super elite Cho Elito, right. whatever you want to say. And, uh, you know, them fighting in Goku, it's sort of, uh, you know, little, little guy versus big guy. Yeah, even though Vegeta's, Goku's the underdog you know, here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even though Vegeta is, you know, physically the little guy, uh, you know, it's, it's Goku who has this sort of, you know, hierarchy is, you know, much lower than Vegeta, and but he still is able to hold his own, you know, much more so than Vegeta expected, and that sort of creates much more animosity than, uh, you know, than, than it would otherwise be. Toriyama sets in this not just I'm here to take over the world and you're that you're in my way. It's I consider you beneath me because of the way that we as a society see our you know people and therefore you can't be as good as me. I think we'll talk more about the pride issue as we go through Vegeta's arc here, but it's in full effect here where it's I'm in disbelief. I don't want to believe that someone so far low below me is holding his own against me here. Massive denial issues. Yo, he's got total denial issues, and I think that's <laughs> Vegeta in a nutshell as we move on to. Yeah have a really great point here though and that's just comparing him with Raditz who we only had for really when you go back a few chapters and Z it's four and four episodes in like two minutes of, <laughs> of Z and then Kai's cut down even more and I like your question here would Raditz have served a better kind of evil counterpart to Goku because he's connected by family blood here as opposed to Vegeta so I'm going to turn your own question on you Lance I'm going to make you answer it here okay well I mean it's, it's not necessarily just Raditz but I mean like if well, either or I suppose if they had switched Raditz and Vegeta's connection to Goku okay. it sort of should we have had rather than the family member come first and then the uh, sort of high-ranking but otherwise unrelated guy comes second. Right. Should we have had just just a random, you know, Cyan, you're one of us, you should come join us, and this is what you are, and then the final showdown be, uh, oh, and, you know, this is, you know, we're truly connected by a family line kind of thing. And and to answer that question, I... I'm I'm honestly not sure, because um, uh, I, I guess... I guess if I if I had to guess what Toriyama was thinking, it's the you you need that strong family connection to sort of drop the bombshell news, yeah. 
which you know Vegeta is not there to impart shocking revelations to go- Goku, other than you know the Funimation dub where it's uh, <laughs> you know, your father was a brilliant scientist. Right. <laughs> but but aside from that, you know uh, Vegeta's role isn't to uh, give extremely shocking news. It's just uh, be this rival. So I, I'm not sure, but I and and I do wonder if, if it would have been too much of a cliche to bring. Oh, and by the way, I'm fighting you, and I'm your brother. But um, yeah, I think you needed Raditz to be the family tie there and get in, get out because Toriyama is like you were saying, just hitting you with so much at once, and then it's Goku's being overwhelmed by all this. I I don't know. It just feels like the right mix of things between the characters. I think that was the right decision. I suppose my my only I mean I, I suppose the reason I bring this up is really more more about Raditz than about Vegeta. I mean, was it worth tossing away yeah. Goku's only only family connection? Just yeah, get rid of him. He's dead after you know after half a dozen chapters. Maybe Toriyama was like, you know what? I thought I could take this guy somewhere. <laughs> right, no, but I, can't. I don't. I don't think so. But I, I would have liked to see where he, yeah, he would have yeah. taken Raditz. But we got Vegeta, and I'm happy. Yep. Although, of course, like you know, if you look at it, you know, Vegeta and Raditz, especially towards the beginning, are pretty much the same face, same widow's peak, yeah. chop away yeah. there. You know, their their hair outline and their height, and they're they're the same face. Absolutely, <laughs> Toriyama sign design, hard at work. <laughs> well, I guess uh, the next thing would be to um, talk about uh, Vegeta as a representative of of his people, since he's really you know, aside from Raditz, who gets killed pretty quickly, and the Nappa, who doesn't last that long either. Right. Vegeta's the one person who's really you know, since all series talking about Saiyan pride, Saiyan transformation, Saiyan legends he's 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 the guy that we go to for that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. he's the only o- only person who would have that perspective yeah is it eyes. accurate is it true can we trust him and, and uh, so you know obviously we get from vegeta is that um it's it's all it's all about he respects people who have great power and will you know doesn't care about radis when he dies because he lost right. uh, some people on earth kills Nappa himself because he can't take care of Goku. Uh, but but at the same time, it's interesting because he, he, only, he only respects power up to a certain point, which is I want people who are can't, you know, almost as strong as me, but not quite as strong as mm-hmm. me. <laughs> so he has a, an inferiority complex for sure. Oh, totally. Yep. Yeah, it's like you know that, that, that the first conversation we see of him is is Nappa going, you know, we should breed with uh, with Earthlings and make make more hybrids. He's like, no, uh, we don't uh, want people who are stronger than us. <laughs> get too strong. I don't want that. Oops. <laughs> Love that conversation about super science. It comes to comes around later in the end. But yeah, yeah, it's a great point. It's just Vegeta. Uh, you can just picture him having this posse that he. <laughs> hates but they're not strong enough to overtake him so he keeps him around just to do some dirty business oh my god the way you just described that i just pictured vegeta is cartman vegeta is cartman (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i hate you guys seriously Uh, I, was, I was about to say I was picturing less picturing him in like, in like a leather jacket or something, but he does wear that at the end he of the does. series. Anyway, so. <laughs> so he's totally living up to our expectations here. My my, my question right now this is something I, I didn't notice until I never noticed until recently. It's one of those things where you sort of know things about the series, yeah. especially when you come come in to come in with the perspective of you know you read things off the internet and don't really see the series in order, uh, which is what we had to do back you know fan sub days right. and uh, when Funimation hadn't dubbed the whole thing. Is um, during the Cyan arc, it's it's never said a single time, as far as I can find, that. Vegeta is the prince. Yeah. yeah. We just accept this as truthiness because, like you said, we came in so spotty over the series. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's the Doria who first mentions that when when they're having their confrontation. Really? And, and and that that surprised the heck out of me when I finally realized that I'd never because I always assumed that's who he was and 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 so my question is to you do you guys think that's something that Toriyama made up later or or is it something like like with uh, with Piccolo and God being aliens that mm. he made up you know, way in advance and then used later because I mean there is the uh, you know we we get from the very beginning before the characters introduced we know the name of the planet is Vegeta. 
Vegeta. Right. Nappa, Nappa flat out says that, uh, you know, that he's named for the planet because he's so strong. And of course, there's a lot of talk that he's, he's an elite and he's, you know, nobility. So is that just something that Toriyama forgot to you know, explicitly right. mention or is he holding that back? <laughs> it, it's tough. I mean, it seems like everything you've just described that it's probably what he intended to do. And even if he didn't explicitly state it, in those many words it's just it was hanging out there and he probably meant to say it and he wanted him to be some type of royalty yeah yeah like it was clear that he was going in that direction i don't know you can never tell with toriyama exactly holding back and when he's just being forgetful or making stuff up on the fly yeah it's all the above combined i mean it certainly seems more seamless than like uh, for example when we get into the freeze arc and suddenly it's not i want immortality to fight forever i want immortality to stand up to freeze right right. where where it's like you know this this is completely seamless i mean even even that isn't you you can sort of you know see around that it's not that hard to justify but i mean this this works completely well well, you know, so it, prob- it probably was already there. Yeah. Oh, I guess I, uh, the, I guess the one other note I have for the uh, the cyan arc, and this is just a sort of little thing, but it's something we we only see once because this is pretty much the last time we ever see this. Yeah. This kind of this kind of form is that uh, is that Vegeta is the only only sign we ever see full or half blood or any any person who who's able to completely retain his rationality as, as in the Ozaru form. Right. It's tough because you go to things like the Bardock special and. Do they retain it? We don't know because we see so little. We just see destruction and then they're back and they're eating and that's that. But it's, it's a certainly certainly an entirely different beast. No, no pun intended <laughs> from from, Go, from Goku and Gohan yeah, or yeah. just, you know, go go crazy. So, I mean, would you I mean, I, I guess and like you said, with the Bardock special, it's hard to tell um, based on what we see there. But would you think that's just something that uh, that all science you have uh, enough training can can do or is that something that you know only super elite kind of is that a trait that gets gets you to be a super elite how does that work what do you what do you think about that well, let me kind of answer it with another question i want to take it to movie three when talus um creates the powerball and he has gohan transform he makes it a point not to look at the powerball himself so i think as strong as he is and he's obviously well trained enough to be parading around space with his own posse with his own posse <laughs> whether he's concerned about transforming and then not being able to do it or just wanting to stay in his normal form just to more easily take care of things do you think that's related or writer forgetfulness yeah is that just movie writing well i mean all all, all i can ever think about during that scene is he destroyed the powerball why does gohan stay transformed (laughs) (laughs) all right so movie writing we can't put much stock in it but yeah i think noting vegeta there that's uh that's pretty important because obviously no one else is doing it but then again we go over to things like the video games when everyone's gonna know zaru transformation (laughs) at this point and who who cares and also also a Super Saiyan 3 transfer. Yes, <laughs> everyone can do Super Saiyan 3 and Ozaru. It's not special anymore. All right, so let's go over to the Frieza arc. And I think this is going to be the meat and potatoes. Why am I saying that again? You really must want You're meat hungry. and potatoes. I really want meat and potatoes of um, this Vegeta. Not to say that Vegeta separates into someone else, but continuation of what we just saw. And you even said right here in the outline you sent over to me, it's the transition period for him. Uh, th- this is this is where I find Vegeta at his most interesting. I don't know if you guys oh, feel the same way. Absolutely, yeah. Especially having watched the series for the first time, you know, way way back on on Cartoon Network. Um, and just you know, suddenly you have the guy who, who was the main villain last time. It, it's really a seamless transition. Suddenly, you know, he's the villain, and he's still villainous in this arc, but suddenly he's being moved over into an entirely different role. Where He's, he's still working and still and actually I mean the Frieza saga is as much to do, much to do about Vegeta as it does about yep. you know Gohan or oh, Kudirin yeah. I feel like 
the uh, the first half of it, the Namek stuff is almost entirely Vegeta as like the yeah. central character, practically. Mm-hmm. And like other characters, he's thrown into the mix with the core group and he has to deal with them in his own way. Yeah, but it's it's done in such a different way than anybody else in the series. It's it's not I mean usually when you had the uh, it's like we defeated you and now you're going to join us kind right. of thing and then and then it's and it's, it's the it's a general sort of slide off from there. They usually end up just sort of fading away after a little while or after a long while, but you know Vegeta is unique in that he doesn't just sort of fall into line right away. He keeps on he works independently and he has this I don't know like that, that's what I love about the early freeze arc is that it's not all just we must fight this thing. It's like, you know, our heroes are all like, what's, we have to stay in the background and not not let ourselves be seen. Vegeta's doing the same thing. I have to stay in the background and not be seen unless I want to be seen. And we have, you know, Frieza who's trying to find them and can't because he doesn't have any scouters anymore. Yep. We have um, our heroes and we have Vegeta who both can, you know, sense key on their own, which gives them a slight advantage over Frieza, even though their power is much smaller. And I thought that was a brilliant way of, of telling this story, of just sort of moving the chess pieces around. Yeah. And giving every making everybody balanced enough, which, which I feel is sort of a problem later on, where it's just you don't have this transformation or this power able to you know muster, muster up enough power. Basically, you can't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Here, it's we have to use our cunning and our wit, and that's really how Vegeta shines. Here is just you know going behind the scenes and figuring out a way to outthink Frieza. I'll tell you a scene that I think epitomizes this. It's Kududin has a Dragon Ball. He's flying. Zarbon sees him, flies after him. Vegeta senses him, flies after him. And no one knows who's behind them. And I think Mm. that just... That is this art to me, and everyone thinks they're outsmarting the other person as they're flying along. My favorite part during that section is uh, when Vegeta is inside the ship, and he throws all the balls yes. out. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, great. No, I, I just thought I thought of a bridge, and I'm th- thinking that I got a lovely bunch I of know. dragon balls. <laughs> this is all being ruined for us, courtesy of Team Boy yeah. but anyway. But yeah, you, you described it as a cat and mouse game. It's exactly what it is. They're just going after each other here. And and, and also, I mean, eventually, of course, you know, the, the paths of, of Gohan and Kuririn and, and Vegeta do cross. And, you know, and even then, it's not an immediate, we must join forces or, you know, we must fight. It's, you know, v- Vegeta is so pleased with himself. And, and this is one of the few times where he's really pleased with himself where I don't end up being annoyed with him. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, where he's just, you know, roughs Gohan up a little bit and decides, yeah, I'll show mercy. And the same thing when he, you know, gets, well, that was before that, when he gets Kududin's Dragon Ball right, and right. just, you know, it shows mercy. These, these guys aren't even worth it to him anymore. He's not trying to conquer Earth. He, they're not fighting him. He has his one goal. And he's so close to getting it that he doesn't even need to, mm-hmm. you know, bother with that. He's so damn pleased with himself. Like I can just picture that look on his face each time, and then the look afterward when he realizes what just happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when they when they do team up, I mean, it's that's that's perfectly seamless too because it's the you know I found you again. You guys screwed me over, and then right before the the killing happens, it's oh we gotta we really gotta we're all really screwed now. Right. And they're forced to team up, and just. Seeing that look in Vegeta where he's like, I can't believe I have to do this, but I need you two weaklings right now. And, and I guess that's where the difference between hi- between him and Piccolo, um, especially like, if we talk about the uh, the end Saiyan fight, mm. is that um, Piccolo is less less sort of vicious at that point, where he, he has enough respect for them that he knows how to 
utilize yep. them. Vegeta's, yep. I mean, I mean, Vegeta's, you know, sort of coaching them a little bit as well, but he, I mean, you can tell he's just so disgusted at having to do this. <laughs> yeah. And even then he still kind of has to fall back on Ross strength at some point. You think to Vegeta taking on Raccoon at that point, it's just, I need to hit him with everything I have as fast as I can. He's got a couple little moments of cunningness in there. Like the, uh, I think he's got some sand in the face and then that point blank when he pulls him out of the ground and hits him in the face there. But other than that, it's just, I'm going to attack, attack, attack. And he seems kind of surprised and almost impressed when the two runs kind of power up on their own and try going after other people. It's just like, he's not sure what to do or how you phrase it. Great. How do you utilize them? Like Piccolo knew how to do. And it's the same two characters too. I know. They're just like... I don't know, uh, junior employees that need <laughs> <They> to <are laughs> live up to their potential on the Interns. boss is going to take out their inner strength. And each time it's the junior level employees that know how to do it better than their bosses do. <laughs> All right, maybe Piccolo knew. Oh, oh wow, I, I just I just thought about this. I didn't even thought about this when I did the outline. Was um that, that moment where, where Gohan and Kuririn jump in to save Vegeta from Raccoon, mm-hmm. and, and Vegeta pulls away and says, you idiots, why didn't you, if you had time to do this, you should have attacked him. Right. That, that, that almost, I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing for Vegeta to say because because if he's completely self-serving, then right. then he, yeah, you know, there's there's no reason for him not to be alive. But I mean, I, I guess you could sort of take that as a as a I'm I'm so upset at being saved by you kind of thing. I don't know. I almost see it as the he's thinking about fighting first and foremost above even his own life. Like he can't believe that they wouldn't fight the same way he would, and they're so stupid for doing it that way. Yeah, that makes sense too. Is that what you think too, Mary? I'm actually struggling between the two because they both make sense. I know. I can see both ways, <laughs> and really. that's why Vegeta's interesting. I know. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I can just I can see him being so disgusted at having to be saved by these guys oh, well, yeah. again because I mean you know, they spared him once before. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of the second time that he's been saved by these characters. That he hates. <laughs> <laughs> he loathes. Oh, just about, well, actually, because there's still a point where he, you know, he breaks the alliance briefly to mm. fly, off, fly off and steal the Dragon Balls. That's right, that's right. So he, he still really can't be trusted, and he still has his own, he still has his own agenda, and, it, and it, I, I think that's good that it makes it clear that we're, we're not super best buddies now. Right. We're, we're, you have things that I need, and as long as I need you, then I will tolerate you. Yeah, and it does seem like he's getting to the point where if he has to slip their throats he will but he's still just dragging them along just in case kind of like how we did with napa i guess you always gotta have pawns although i mean is, is he hedging his bets a little bit too much though because i remember he said at one point that he think he thought that uh, that uh, goku and ginyu might be able to take take each other out yeah then yeah yeah but then of course after it's over he you know he does heal Goku because he realizes that he needs him to fight Frieza so yeah, was he not having a little bit of you know not not quite forward thinking there when he ran off on Goku or did he just think that he might be able to get the Dragon Balls in time I think he's just so conflicted over what to do this whole time that he's not making the best decisions all the time and and again that's why Vegeta is interesting because he's as confused as we are throughout the whole arc and when we get to the Frieza fight um I mean I I, I guess we talk about the uh, the wishes too just him being angry almost killing everybody yeah. but then not getting what he wanted but uh that's 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 pretty much vegeta in a nutshell i don't know how much we could right yeah really get into that oh I, I don't know some people i've heard people complain all the time about uh it was really stupid of vegeta to to go to frieza into transforming what, what do you guys think about that do you think that 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 was something that he shouldn't have done or does it does even um, matter i guess it's part of his personality because yeah. obviously he does it later so yeah no matter how many times he gets his ass handed to him he's still so overconfident when it comes down to to it hardwired that way yeah yeah i maybe he doesn't know what else to do when is it that we see him just decide oh it's when frieza transforms into his final form and he's just 
totally overwhelmed. That's when he finally just gives up. It's not until that point when it's so, so, so amazingly far past him that something in his head just cracks and it's, oh my God, I know I have no chance at all. But at that point, he... He's still totally delusional about it. Well, see, I'm actually going to defend him on this, okay. which once uh, once we get past once we get into the cell arc, I might not have. Yeah, but yeah. I, 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 I want to get it. I'm to get all of my I love Vegeta stuff out of the way because this, this is where he really deserves it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I never really saw that as a problem because this is how I feel about the Frieza fight in general. Mm-hmm. Is that once once you know you have a villain who can transform into higher levels at will, everything that comes before is kind of a waste of time. That's true. That's true. Like, why even bother? Yeah, it's like, if, if we're going to fight, might as well just go ahead and get to the get to this word. Because, I mean, well, at that point, all Vegeta knew was that Frieza could transform. Didn't know how many transformations uh-huh. at this point. Yep. But it's just like, if we're going to fight you, we're just going to fight you. No, no no use just screwing around. And he's done this with Zarbon at this point already. So I feel like eh, it's a good point. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did. He doesn't want to waste any more time on these first forms. Uh, I guess uh, the next big thing for Vegeta is... The fact that he dies. <laughs> yes, he does. And that kind of comes off of what I was just talking about when uh, Freeze's totally broken him in a variety of ways at this point, mentally and physically. And he is killed there. And it's just that that scene is absolutely amazing. And even the bridge couldn't right around the drama of that scene. <laughs> it just is what it is. And your question here is, should he have uh, remained dead after this arc? Hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn on this too, because I mean, as, as, as much as Vegeta does stupid things after this arc... He's still interesting. I mean, he, yeah, he still he still has some interesting moments, still, still brings in other interesting characters, like, I'm sure you'll agree with me, Mary Trunks. <laughs> of course. <laughs> he exists to bring in. I watch him to be born. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, but but I don't know. I mean, there, there's something to be said. Uh, and I'm going to get into this a little bit more when we get to the cell arc. Okay. Something to be said for this a kind of character like Vegeta, who is still at this point sort of rotten to the core, but still has a sort of moment where he has kind of an epiphany. And that epiphany, of course, is is both with, you know, getting, you know, right before he gets, you know, beaten down by Frieza. And of course, when he sees Goku and puts, puts his faith into Goku that he would be able to defeat Frieza and sort of passes the torch and, you know, some might even say pass on a little bit of Saiyan pride to Goku, yeah. that, that it might have, that it may be, maybe all he had to do was wrapped up at that point. Everything that he'd sort of been around to achieve up to that point had been done, and he has sort of a pointing end to his, his character arc. I think he does, but that's the kind of thing where you could take it at any point during the series, just the way that Toriyama writes and say, yeah, well, he's wrapped up that character. He's wrapped up that arc. We don't really need anything after this. He can say that after Pilaf. He can say that after 23rd Budokai. And I think we kind of have to just trust in Toriyama and hope that he'll come up with more interesting things for these characters. And he has done that with many characters. I think you'll agree that Piccolo, as much as he gets tossed to the side later on as well, we got so many great things out of him. Would it have been appropriate for him to have stayed dead after Nappa killed him? We got everything we needed out of him. He totally turned around and he turned Gohan into what he was and he became this extra father for the character. So I feel like you can almost ask that about anyone. But Vegeta is, I don't know, he's a special case here. Uh, I see that. Well, like, you know, for, well, Pilaf didn't have a point in death scene. No. It is his last appearance. Same thing with Piccolo. Um, well, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if my if my knowledge of future events is sort of clouding my my perspective exactly but i don't know i I just have a hard time seeing that piccolo was done at 
that point. I mean, I know how how can we make that assessment because we knew so many different things as we read and watched the show. I mean, and, and I almost sound, sound like sound like I'm quoting the rumors from from Constantine's intended ending guys here, but it just <laughs> it just seems so final. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. uh, it, it, but like yeah, with yeah with with Vegeta, it just seemed like yeah, that was it. That's Vegeta done. Yeah, it, it was it was almost almost too perfect the way the way that he was wrapped up, and it's like how uh, how 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 do you keep a character like that and continue him on past that point? And I think that's that that comes into the problems with the last two arcs of the series is that you is that you yeah. do have to redefine you do have to redefine Vegeta after that and he, he did he already redefined him once coming into the Frieza arc and now he has to redefine him even more coming out of the Frieza arc yeah. but I'm but I'm not sure Vegeta as Vegeta's not at the same point that Piccolo was when he died really I don't know I kind of feel like they're the same but uh, I'd have to too different yeah yeah it's a tough call, tough call, but we're here to make those tough calls. I don't know that again, though. <laughs> but okay, I guess my my sub question for that okay. uh, is 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 of course the idea that well, Vegeta only comes back to life because that's the way that circ. I mean, yeah. in universe that is right. Uh, is because that's the way circumstances dictated. That was the way they they worded the wishes. That was the way they had to. That was based in their plan. Get everybody off of Namek and get the Dragon Balls revived. All that kind of stuff. Right. They could have said, "Please wish all the Namekians back to life." That were killed by blah 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 so so it's like you know vegeta sort of comes back by default i, d- I doubt anybody who was involved would have wanted vegeta <laughs> to come back to life <laughs> right well goku probably would have because hey it's someone else i could fight but oh, that's true would he look down <laughs> on him at this point i don't know but w- would goku have actually gone to the trouble of gathering the dragon balls and wishing vegeta back to life had that been the case right i don't think he never did it with his grandfather so <laughs> Like he never even asked that question, but whatever. So I don't think he'd do it with Vegeta. Yeah, but you know, if 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 that was the case, if if Toriyama had decided that I really don't want to have, I've, I'm done with Vegeta. I really don't need need him after this point. How how would he have kept Vegeta dead? Well, how what would he have done? Would he have brought him back and then killed him again, or would he have found a way to word the wishes? And what 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 wish wording? I guess you said it with the just wish the Namekians or wish good people or yeah, you know what? <laughs> well, and then we even get that later in the series. All the good people. Oh, I guess you're good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah well, you know that, that was Yamcha who thought of that. He's he's awesome that way. <laughs> <laughs> he he, well, he wasn't he wasn't making the wishes at, at that point. It's true. So. It's true. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't I don't think anyone would have bothered to specifically bring. I mean, why would they? Yeah, he was kind of buddy-buddy, but they needed him, and he was evil. I mean, I'm pretty sure most of the Earthlings would have... Most of them having been killed by, if not him directly, then... I mean, we see Tenshin Han and even Yamcha to some degree when they're hanging out on Earth. Just, I can't believe I'm looking at your stupid face on my planet. Also Piccolo. Yeah. Yeah. So no. Yeah, and it's like, it, yeah, it's like you know, and, and Vegeta's last words when he left Earth was, "I'm going to be back and I'm going to you know, kill you all." Yeah, but kill you all. <laughs> and yet they, and then they, then they bring him to Earth of that <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So the answer is no. No one would have wished his sorry ass back to life. <laughs> but yet he comes back and here we are, I guess, going into the cell arc. Right, right. And like you say here, he's a permanent member at this point. He is one of the group. Somehow. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that this is really interesting because I, I find myself sort of thinking about um, about ways that, that stories handle um about how fiction handles villains becoming good, and 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 obviously that's something that Dragon Ball does a lot. Oh yeah, every single arc almost it feels like. Yeah, uh, but but Vegeta to me is somewhat different based on how on on the nature of the story at that point and the nature of him as a character compared to other other reformed villains. 
I mean, first off, let's go back to the, like, pretty much uh, as different from Vegeta as you can get. Our first reform villain is Oolong. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Almost want to call him, like, a serial pedophile, but Ew. I guess he's still well, underage, too, at that point. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I guess he couldn't be. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean, like, unless you consider, like, how animal-type earthlings age, do they age right. like like regular animals Yeah, do? but anyway, they like to say Oolong, Yamcha, Tenshinhan, Piccolo, they're all very different in the ways that they're incorporated to the groups, but up until Vegeta, you can still kind of see why they're all brought in. Yeah, and, and, and you can see them reforming in yes. a way that isn't sort of... It's like, yeah, you have Oolong, and I mentioned this, uh, sort of saving this for later in my, in my Dragon Ball Dissection video, as I, as I make a point of mentioning that when, when we recover the girls that Oolong have kidnapped, we find out that he hasn't actually mistreated any of them. Right. At least, at least as far as far as we know, and as far as they know, I mentioned that he also has that sort of juice that puts people to sleep. So maybe they don't even know what what happened <laughs> to them. But. Yeah, but it seems like they're running the show there in yeah. that area, and he's like, you know what? Maybe I am done with this right now. Yeah. So he's 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 a comedic villain. He's not somebody who's done something so terrible that he really can't be forgiven. Right. He's oh that that oolong he did stuff. <laughs> Let's he's okay now. Pat him on the back, throw him in the car. Good to go. As <laughs> the same same way with Yamcha too. He's kind of a comedic villain as well. Well, he's, he's a fighter. I don't know. He's got his sword out there. He's happy to attack Goku. We yeah. don't know how many people he's mugged and maybe even killed or at least seriously yeah. injured. Yeah, I, I was about to say that. He, he, I, I think he does make makes make a sort of a threatening, like a, I, you know, I'm going to kill you type of thing, or I will kill people, or I do kill people. We we never actually see him kill anybody though, so it could and be monster. It's it's he could just be a grandstanding. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's 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 a bit iffy. We don't really know most of these characters. Uh, backstory before we meet them, so it's kind of hard to tell. But he is someone who doesn't really do that much outright villainy as well as that we see. Just sort of petty things like you know they're, they're always comedic in nature. And then, and then you have Ten Shinhan who wants to be an assassin, but as far as you know, has never actually assassinated anybody. Yeah, again, we don't know what it is that they've done. Maybe he's just been an assassin in training this whole time. Yeah, I mean he, he broke Yamcha's leg, and that's the worst thing we ever see him do. Yeah, that was pretty damn evil of him because he was really yeah. proud of himself after that. So we get progressively evil, yeah. more evil yeah. with these characters. But but he he does ask Yamcha for forgiveness after the tournament's over. He does. And Vegeta just laughs at everyone when they're waiting for Frieza there. Yeah. And and then then we have Piccolo who again gets a little a little more evil than the others before him. He does. I mean, the Daimo definitely kills lots of people. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but as for Ma Jr., that that's something I've always sort of tried to debate in my mind too. When you know, when he blow, blows up the uh, the island, mm-hmm. uh, do we know? Who who died? If anybody died, I mean, uh, an unconscious Chaozu managed to get away. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like you know the entire place cleared out once you know his identity was revealed. We don't really know how much time passed in between that and when he does that move. So again, we, we really don't see him kill anybody. And then it's is this Piccolo the same as the other Piccolo? Do you combine the two? Do you add yeah. the sum of the deaths together? I don't know. Uh, then then you get Vegeta, and, and for me, like the the defining sort of sort of moral a moral event horizon is that you know that that village that he goes to on Namek and mm-hmm. slaughters everybody with a smile on his face and you know you know laughter and happiness and giddiness and and then even at the after the end of the freeze arc when you know they're you know they all run up and go we can't find people oh from this my village God. and it's like yeah I, I killed them I killed them <laughs> you're not gonna find them so, again so fucking proud of himself throughout that entire time I've, does it make any sense when you think about it because they're just small fry yeah. Why is he so proud of killing a bunch of weaklings? I think it's be- 
it's all he has at that point. He knows that Goku is so far beyond him. Maybe he's never going to see him again. Frieza took care of him. At that particular moment, he knows he's the strongest one on Earth, and he's got this over everyone. So maybe that's it. And and yet he, he doesn't take that time to take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I, I, I can never like just rationalize what he does in my head. He's like, you know, he's happy happy to kill little you know random villagers and their children. But you know, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna sit around and have barbecue. While I'm waiting for Goku to come back, because we're you know I, I just want to see him again because I miss him so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's Vegeta. It's domesticated Vegeta. Well, we'll get more to that point, I'm sure. And, and so like that, that's that's I guess that's my biggest question of Vegeta's character arc is, is can can someone that unapologetically evil be accepted as, as as not not just a we have we are forced in this situation on Namek to team up with you because we need your power, right? But just just a Come live with us. Come have barbecues with us. Come stay with us for a year and wait till Goku gets back. I, it's so hard to sort of justify any of that. It's just so random. I think the answer there is no, they didn't accept him, except maybe his hot not wife you know, <laughs> on the side who's moderately accepted him. I mean, he's off training. No one's happy to see him. He loves that no one's happy to see him and he just kind of takes care of himself and when do we see him actually as part of the gang just casual not doing anything and isn't it just Eating barbecue yeah the, the end of the series showers well I no no well that, that was yeah that wasn't that wasn't that was in the tv series but uh yeah it was just that you know there was still that panel right when uh, frieza and king cole come back where he's just hanging out with oolong and yamcha and mm. eating barbecue I, all right all right so we got one little panel hanging out there to Toriyama's is proving to us that he is but i kind of feel like no one wants him there Bulma wants him there. Yeah, she's the only one. That's good enough. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I suppose this part of that, what can we do about it? If he wants to stay here, we can't really <laughs> what, stop him. Who's going to say something to him? Bulma's I mean, mom wants him there. Yeah, she, she certainly <laughs> does. Yamcha sort of had words with him, but again, what, what is he really going to do at the end of the day about it? Yeah. I, I mean, it's like, so it's like, you know, what what can we do about it if, if we don't want him here? But it's still, I find that odd that, you know, doesn't try to collect the Dragon Balls, doesn't try to take over the world, doesn't really just sort of waits it out. Yeah, yeah, I guess Goku is number one on his mind where he's got to prove to myself that i can at least handle him in some capacity but i mean that's that that's 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 sort of why i asked the question if if vegeta should have stayed dead because there is yeah uh (laughs) if uh there's something that something that tv tropes calls redemption equals death yeah (laughs) it's true (laughs) where where it's like it's, it's because if you have someone who's that evil then how how do you if even if they do reform at the last minute how do you uh, to, to bring a Star Wars reference how, how do you make Darth Vader party with the Ewoks at the end it just doesn't doesn't look right doesn't make any sense it just looks kind of silly right and then how, how how do you make someone that evil and that unapologetic be part of the group it's just it it sort of it doesn't uh, it doesn't work as well as it did in the Freeze arc for me well I mean it's the entire point of the main character in Kenshin to some degree where it's I can't atone for that there is no way that i can ever make up for it and my death isn't gonna help it either so all i can do is save people as best i can for as long as i can but vegeta's but never gonna vegeta. be that character <laughs> yeah. absolutely not so so you're right but maybe there's just a better way to write that that we can't think of it 
what other way could you write a character to atone or become better in the eyes of the viewer? But maybe I don't want him to be that no, character. No, Vegeta wouldn't be interesting oh, no, no. if I, he was I, trying to atone for right. anything. I agree. Uh, so that, that that's that's sort of where the roadblock comes into. So then we get to your answer of, well, then he's just there to be there because he's yeah. Vegeta. And I think the benefit yeah. of the series is that it is so long running mm-hmm. and that even though when we talk about it, yeah, it seems really awkward and out of place, but because it's so long, it felt it's natural at the time. Things over time. It's like not so jarring. Yeah. At least it wasn't to me anyway. Hmm. But see, you know, it's like, you know, I certainly don't want, I mean, it's, it's cool to have, it's, it's, it makes a good dynamic to have a character there who, you know, has to be with the group who's not squeaky clean, not good, you know, does his own kind of thing. The, the thing about that is that the character, other characters put up with Vegeta before because he was useful. Right. They needed him. When you get to the cell arc and beyond, he starts being more destructive than the bad guys are. <laughs> he totally is. Let's get into that because that is the Vegeta you're in idiot entire arc like we had with freeze i mean how many times can this character not learn his lesson oh you can transform go do it i'll let you come on yeah and and that's that's why that's that's sort of why i say that when we get to that point it's it's just we have to have vegeta doing vegeta things yeah yeah it's no longer just this oh i can't believe he just said that oh what is he doing it's that is, oh he did that again. that is what vegeta does <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vegeta. He's doing that Vegeta thing. Yeah, there's, there's sort of a small part of the beginning. Because I well, from the beginning, at the beginning of the Cell arc, he's doing okay against artificial humans, still sort of has that smugness to the point of uh, superiority. Yeah. And I, I guess I guess you can sort of forgive that if he's just become a super scion. And, and it hasn't happened so many times that we can, you know. Yeah, he finally got what he wanted. He could transform. Look at me, everyone. But then he had such a blow to his ego when he lost to 18 that I feel like yeah. that that was maybe one of the last interesting things in this arc to happen to him because then after that he's just an idiot. I was gonna say, but it didn't even affect him that much. But we get things like him just standing out on the rocks for days on end, and Trunks just sits <laughs> and looks at him the entire time. So I guess we get some good stuff out of it. But yeah, I, I remember there's this point where, and, and you might just dismiss Piccolo as an unreliable narrator. But you know, after uh, number twenty flies away, and you know, Vegeta's like, you know, come on and fight me if you want to, and you know, twenty flies off. Mm-hmm. Piccolo has this um, Vegeta. Vegeta is truly a genius. He he uh, had his he let his key be sucked out by that artificial human because you know tested he could do that and then bluffed his way out of the fight. Right? Is he giving him way too much credit there? Yeah, because did he really need to do that to begin with? And did he think about that? Had he been watching? What does he know? Or is he just going in head first and whatever happens happens and just assuming I'll have enough power to take him out at the end? Well, it's like if if Piccolo is right about you know why he let number nineteen grab him and it wasn't just he got caught off guard. Right. Well, I mean, I, I we don't know if he was there for the fight with with Yamcha, the what if you call it a fight. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, Yamcha has firsthand eyewitness account uh, that they suck out key through their palms. He was watching the fight with Goku because he you know comes in there and says that yeah. you know Goku, you're an idiot, or Kakarato, you're an idiot. Um, so he he did see him get you know his key sucked out there. So why would he need to test it again? What's the point? Or is he just being overconfident? He's just being Vegeta overconfident like normal. That's that's how I've always seen that entire fight. But if he had if he hadn't let him do that, then then he wouldn't have needed to bluff his way out of the number twenty fight. He could have just taken the both out. <laughs> the end. We're done. And Vegeta saves the day, and we wouldn't be talking about this right now. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have chapters upon chapters to sell the little kids. Yeah, and again, what is the influence from 
editorial side going on at this point. We know in hindsight that, oh, you can't have 19 and 20. Oh, you can't have that form of cell or the kids and then that form of cell. So is that affecting some of this stuff as well? Like he's going to keep Gero around for a little bit because he wanted Gero to be the villain. So, I mean, it's kind of taking it real world a little bit instead of just in the universe with Vegeta and his motivations. But I feel like at this point, you can kind of just let it slide for a little bit. But then we get to oh, just dumb decisions. Well, that, that, that's, that's a really good point, though, because I hadn't even thought about that. Is Yeah, having to make those changes on the fly, if that is if that is the case, and yeah, it does seem to throw Vegeta into that slot of, well, I have to change the plot somehow. Who's going to who's gonna shake things up? Who's going to make things worse? Well, that's Vegeta. We can throw him in there, <laughs> and he'll, 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 he'll get things moving somehow. Right, and that's what the audience will expect from Vegeta. So, And I think I've always said that's the, the talent of Toriyama, is that even when he's changing things on the fly, for the most part, until we come back to it 20 years later, and like, oh, well, actually, this little decision, blah, 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 blah. Overall, it feels pretty, pretty natural and well-written. I I was going to go ahead and get into Cell, but I think this is a good time to sort of just jump into, I guess, what's good about Vegeta, or or what Vegeta brings, and that's that whole dynamic with with Trunks, the son that he never knew he had until he did have him, and then he came back. And And just that dynamic of, I don't care if you're here, but all right, we're going to train together, and I'm going to kind of keep my eye on you, and do I care when you get shot through the chest? Well, I actually do care now, and then I give you a little sign at the end. Just that whole dynamic between the two. That's, I think, what adds to Vegeta more than anything else. In this arc is that he's forced to deal with it's like Goku kind of had to deal with family for four episodes. <laughs> Vegeta has to deal with family for an entire arc here. But what I like is that at first it wasn't family. It was just some strong upstart. Mm. And what the hell is this kid all Who about? Who is this other one? You have two Super Saiyans. That I no, absolutely not. Again, delusional disbelief. And we get that great, great scene of why didn't you save my mom and me? Mm-hmm. What do I care? Yeah. <laughs> And just Trunks is like, what, what, what do you what do you mean? Oh, they're so good together. Yes, it's so the good. odd couple. Yes. So 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 you guys think it was definitely a good idea to not not let Vegeta know for a while. Yeah, I, who, I absolutely. Who, who Trunks was that, that that sort of built established their dynamic together, right? Yeah, he keeps him on his toes for a while. You don't want Vegeta to know too much because you like seeing him squirm a little yes, bit too. Yes, absolutely. And so I, I'm, I it was uh, I guess it was Goku. It was Goku's idea when they get to the room of spirit and time. It's like, well, we got to go in two at a time. Uh, Vegeta and Trunks. Gotta train together. <laughs> Go bond for a year. Have fun. Yeah, it's an entire year. We kind of forget about that. I mean, we know, obviously, that a year and a day. But when you really sit down and think about it, those two are stuck together for an entire year. How yeah, awkward. I mean, and, and Trunks even has that line. I'm, I'm going to be here with my dad in this nothingness <laughs> for a year. And at what point was it where Trunks is like, yeah, he didn't even talk to me for the longest time. <laughs> I wouldn't expect Vegeta to, though. No, no. You expect him to converse with anybody? No, casually? I mean... They have to have mostly just done stuff on their own in there, right? But still, I mean, they, they I mean, I, I see this that, that one moment where Vegeta walks out. Well, Vegeta and Trunks walk out of the room, and Trunks starts talking about yeah. what they've done. <laughs> yeah, like, Vegeta, Vegeta, Vegeta's like, "You shut, yeah, shut it's, your it's mouth." Almost, it's, yeah, it's almost like you know they they have bonded in a way. Almost like we've done this, and these guys can't know about this. We know about yeah. this. It's just it's our secret. <laughs> Even if it's totally separate secrets, and they don't have the same, they're not on the same page about this and secret. We know they're not entirely on the 
same page because we see that Trunks goes to stage three of Super Saiyan and this whole revelation of did Vegeta actually know about it? Did my dad actually know about it? But decided not to use it because he saw what the drawbacks were to it. And so obviously they're not totally on the same page, but enough on the same page that Vegeta's like, no, shut your gaping hole. And of course, the best part, how could you be in the same void world space and not notice (laughs) somebody reaching a power greater than your own? (laughs) But we'll let that slide for now, I guess. Maybe they did like train on opposite sides of the the quote unquote world and just never even saw each other. And they just found their way back by sensing key. But then if they could sense the key, then they would have sensed the transformation. I don't know. I just imagine like like Vegeta standing at the entrance way, putting out his key as sort of a trunks, come home for dinner kind of thing. <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, all right, so <laughs> we um where do you want to take it here? The uh cell I guess it's cell. Go ahead and yeah. transform. Uh yeah, this is this is probably why, why one of the one of the largest things that people people wanna yeah, hit Vegeta over the head over the uh yeah, go ahead and transform kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, I will sort of the cell arc is sort of it's it's not Vegeta being stupid in a vacuum. I, I will say no, that. No, everyone's that an idiot during this arc. But it, it's funny because like the uh, the rest of the cast will be idiots for random moments, and then suddenly, oh, we must do this. We must do this the smart way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, but you know, it's like you know, v- you know, Vegeta has his moment when they first get told about you know, th- you know, they'll come in three years. Is I'll kill you if you you know make that wish. You find out where they are and kill them ahead of time. But of course, the other characters were you know on board with that as well. Right, right. Goku's like, no, I want to find him too. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, but you know, then when you get to the part with Cell, it's the uh, it's the stuff with the remote as well. Mm. Right. And, and people sort of, yeah, people, I always, always hear people saying, well, if Vegeta was stupid for letting him do that, then Kuririn was just as stupid for destroying the remote. Oh, but it was love, and that's totally different. Well, I, I, I do, yeah, I always, I always sort of have an easier time forgiving stupidity. Or, or impulsive decisions if it at least has a good motivation behind right. it. It's the same, same way characters sort of, you know, give Vegeta a hard time for getting in the way when Trunks dies, but I, I'll, I'll give him a pass on that one. At least he's, you know, doing something stupid because he feels something <laughs> positive for somebody else. Well, I don't know if it's a positive emotion, but it's, it's an emotion in some yeah. capacity. But, I mean, like, the, I, I think the difference really is not just, not just love. It's that he really didn't have to kill number 18 anyway. She doesn't emit key. Cell couldn't censor. If she, if she just ran away like she was told to and didn't just stand there gaping at the fight the <laughs> I entire know, time. I know. 16 is going, no, seriously, you have to go. And what is she going to do? Why does she feel compassion for 16? We don't really know. Just because he's there and he's sort of like her, but he's entirely robotic. So I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's one of those you got to do what you got to do things. She saw what happened to number 17. Yeah. She knows what'll happen if she gets absorbed. And it's like, you know, if, you know, just have a talk with Kududin for a second. It's like, if you guys, you know, just leave us alone, I'll help you hide out. They'll never find you. He'll never find you again. How could he ever find her? Mm-hmm. So that, that's sort of why I give him a pass on that because she didn't, I mean, she, she, they only needed to be killed when they were threats. Right. He was stupid, but she was stupider. Yeah. And Vegeta was stupidest. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> where it's like, this, this is the point of the series where I sort of have to wonder why the other, I mean, it's like pretty much nobody ever says anything to him about it either. Trunks no. does, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, 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 okay. Trunks does at the time, but that's like afterwards. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, but nobody ever is like, okay, well, that happens. I guess we're going to fight him now. And it's, at that point, I would have had to have gone, okay, Vegeta, come on to the room of spirit in time, and then we'll blow away the door when you're inside. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, where, where you can't, where you can't hurt us anymore. Well, we're not going to kill you, but. It's like, we just, it's like, that, that, that's sort of what I'm saying is that he becomes more of a threat than the bad guys are. He's doing more damage. He's helping, he's, he's, he's helping he's them. More of a, yeah. Oh. It's like, you know, Cell, Cell could never 
become his complete form if if well I mean unless unless eighteen just stood there and you know waved her arms around which she know, seemed she like she was have. about to do yeah so. but it's like you know uh, yeah we accept you even though you're evil even though you kill random people even though you sort of you know aren't that nice because we need your power but if you're gonna be that much of a liability we need to do something about you yeah <laughs> um, oh actually there's something I forgot about um. There's there's that one moment um at the uh, when the cell cell games end and cell is dead and there's that one line where Vegeta flies off with the I'll never fight again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, even well, remember that, that part. No? No, not at all. Well, I mean, Goku is gone. Gohan clearly surpassed him. His son is dead. Well, all right, I guess I'm done. But that's not Vegeta. And that, oh. th- that never happens. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you know, even you know, you know, when we, next next time we see Vegeta at the well, when next time we next time Vegeta talks, I guess is seven years later when he you know chastises Gohan for not training, even though it's peacetime. Right. So that was sort of that was just so random. Yeah, like it's I thought almost... you were never gonna fight again. What are you talking about? <laughs> we had a deal, yeah. man. <laughs> we had a deal. <laughs> we're gonna get old and fat. And it was gonna be awesome. <laughs> Come drink lots of beer. <laughs> Eat Cheetos. Awesome. But yeah, it was it was almost like Toriyama was trying trying to do the same thing again at the end like he did at the end of the Freeze arc is, you know, I've I've seen this, I've accepted this, you're you're stronger than me, and I'm going to it's almost like he was trying trying to conclude Vegeta right there is like you know, Goku and Gohan are better than me and I can't fight anymore. And then that just sort of disappears. It's just... While I think that's true, that probably escapes Vegeta's head after about a day and he's like, what am I doing? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I got to take it all I mean, back. I, yeah, you know, so exactly. bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... I yeah, I, I can totally rationalize that as something that Vegeta would be like, you know what? Screw this. I'm bored now. Yeah. And it would be the next day. It would not Half be this month-long moping period. Yeah, it would probably be, I took a nap. I am so bored. Oh, my back is stiff. Let's get out there and blow up some squirrels or something. <laughs> but as, as for that last scene, actually, I, I'd like to take that over to Mary. It's the, the final scene between Vegeta and this version of Trunks, since we never actually see him again. Right, I think it was pretty appropriate. Even though I would have liked to have heard words, it wouldn't have made sense because they've no. never interacted with words in a friendly capacity. And I wouldn't they have don't bought need it. words. I, I, I wouldn't believe that they were having that conversation if they actually spoke to each other. Mm-hmm. There's got to be that unspoken connection between yeah. these two. It was probably the best you can hope for for those two and that kind of ending. So, so it's, it's a satisfying way to close those two characters out or that character and that version of that yeah. character? I think so. It's especially because we get a whole new Trunks in the next arc who's so different and wants attention from his dad in totally different way obviously in a younger way he's significantly younger but yeah these two just the, the stoic looks between each other that's what i want would it have been worth it uh to try to like sort of a la movie nine where it trunks like i'm coming back to visit and fight in a tournament could we have gotten more mileage out of them that way or is it better just to leave it leave it as it i was? think we got what we needed out of movie nine like you just said there where he's back and and trunks coming back isn't about vegeta really it's about no. everyone else it's mm-hmm. about seeing his mom even though he's already got his mom in the other timeline but it's about seeing his friends because they don't exist in his timeline and the fact that Vegeta is there and he can look at him every once in a while I think is a perk but the purpose of his trip back isn't Vegeta I want to watch movie 9 now <laughs> I know right like Dragon Box version with the pretty colors <laughs> nah I just I have the old single the original animation single <laughs> eh, it's good enough you can watch that ah, well I guess then that brings us into the Majin Buu arc oh uh, yeah not quite Unky Piccolo level but we're getting there our brand 
brand new, supposedly domesticated Vegeta. Yep. Love it. So uh, we, we actually, I mean, we, we see a little bit of Vegeta, but I mean, it's mostly focused on on Gohan at this point. Well, briefly, uh, and we we could get a few good scenes of Vegeta. I, I love I always I've always loved the Gravity Room scene with Trunks. Oh yeah, kind of like doing his Egyptian dance, trying to stay up at the same time. Yeah, and I don't know, just I I can I can never forget Rio Horikawa's delivery of uh, Super Saiyajin no Bargains. <laughs> 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 one, of, one of my one of my favorite lines. I don't know that that, that, that I mean, like if, if anybody can complain about oh the little kids got that too easily, I think that Vegeta's line just that, I think this Toriyama's way of selling it of making yeah. it just it's a joke, it's funny, go with it kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, and you have to at that point because you're you're playing the role of Vegeta as a reader in in the scene here mm-hmm. where it's wait what but there but he's eight. I don't n- okay sure. Well, I mean, but it's it's been seven years at this point since the last time we saw Vegeta. So has has he has he really changed quite a bit? How has he really? Yeah, what has he done these seven years? Who is this character? Who's this man? Anyway, uh, Mary, how do you feel about this this new pre uh, pre Bobby D but post Cell arc Vegeta that we see? So I guess. It's safe to assume that Vegeta's just been living at Capsule Corp officially. He must be. I mean, he's got trunks. Yeah. Right, right. So he's Training. got trunks. So really, he's just a means of transportation to get trunks to the amusement park. <laughs> That's his role. And he seems to be sort of enjoying it. Although he'll never say it, at no. least up until... Majin and chopping necks and punching bellies, but well, remember it was it was it was Vegeta's idea to, to train Trunks. Remember she says that to Gohan yeah, yeah. before she makes the, the great Saiyan costume that he's you know she he's time to start training Trunks for real. Yep, yep. So apparently he has some investment in in this in his son now, which is crazy because we know from like we were talking about earlier that conversation with Nappa. They don't want to raise these half breeds to be stronger than him, but <laughs> and now he has one of his yeah, own. Yeah, he's seen Gohan get to that point, so maybe he's just thinking, "I got to keep myself one step ahead." Pride. Oh, and then Ooh, we yeah. get into the did Vegeta turn Super Saiyan two in the seven years? Oh, yeah. Or well, we've talked about this, so maybe he does think he's stronger than everyone and. And he can afford to train trunks. I don't know. Oh, no, I mean, that's, actually, that's actually amazing you bring that up because uh, it sort of le- it suddenly makes that uh, Super Saiyan bargain sale line a lot eerier for him if, if, if he's you know suddenly flashing back to that time where he said, let's not have kids. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just do? Yeah, he's going to get stronger than me and my life's going to be over. Uh, so, I mean... We'd see a few Vegeta antics, you know, the punching machine and uh, him sort of rooting for Trunks in the junior division and sort of having that rivalry with Goku about my son's better than yours kind of thing. Yeah, it's crazy because he's still so damn evil, but just in this strangely focused human way uh, I, I guess i guess it would have been nice to have I, it's hard for me to say because like the the time skips are some of some of my favorite points of the series where it's like suddenly we see the characters again and they're so different yeah, from how yeah. we've seen them before but it's like especially once we get into the uh the majin vegeta type of stuff as it's i'm wondering if if we didn't get to see enough of of like family man vegeta before he goes crazy again. right and then i guess we have things like the jump super animator special for things like that but mm. nah, not enough and uh, this is uh where i just really really want to rant about vegeta for a really really long time all right take it's it away the... man because <laughs> Vegeta's crazy in all sorts of ways here yeah this is the uh this is the uh they've they've gone to bobby d's ship and they're fighting and vegeta's angry at gohan because he's slacking off and then it's like oh well this guy can make me stronger and goku's here and we can't fight but i want to fight and i'm gonna get angry and get a tattoo on my forehead and kill people and 
here we go again. That, 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 that's how I feel about this part, is the here we go again. We have another new villain, and it's thanks to Vegeta. Yeah, again. yeah it's totally his fault. And, I mean, I, I'm going to give credit where credit is due, because, you know, his death scene is good. It is, a, it especially, is. In the, in the t- especially in the TV series. Man, Horikawa sells he that. He does, and it's not just Horikawa. It's the, it's the music no music, and, the- and then Yanami comes in and totally sells mm-hmm. it with oh, yeah. just his, it's not his stilted delivery, it's just that he he tones it back for once, and he's got yeah. these dramatic pauses. Oh, God, love that scene so much. Well, I, I was just thinking the whole thing, like, you know, they have the, uh, the movie nine uh, music from when he's talking to, you know, doing the, the, the moment with trunks and then just stops right yep. there when he, when he chops him on the neck. That was just direction in that episode just, is amazing. Yeah. So I'll, I'll get, yeah, I'll, I'll give, give him. I, I know. It's like, do you give Vegeta a pass because that ended the, up being so good? The writing was good for everything else. <laughs> I don't know. But this is, this is the, uh, really, we've, we've done this before. I mean, yeah, and, yeah. It, and it is the, uh, that's the reason why I ask if we shouldn't have seen, if Toriyama was going to do this with Vegeta, the, oh my gosh, we're going to be evil again. And this is Vegeta coming back to his roots. I feel he didn't have enough time to be to be domesticated for that to have as much of an impact on me. I mean, it was, it was to, for me to not be upset with him. All right. So what you needed was Vegeta to be normal throughout the boot arc, and then have GT play out basically as is, and have the Goku Vegeta fight there. Well, I mean that, and also with um, I mean Toriyama doesn't plan ahead, but I guess I mean it would have worked better if he hadn't been screwing up all over the Cell arc as well. If yeah. he'd had. I mean, I don't know if that might have been too fast for that, but it certainly would have made his his change here mm. feel more feel more significant to me if it had been he's it's been so long since we've seen since we've as an audience have seen him be violent, be selfish, be this that it's wow, this is amazing again. I mean, and it's been apparently been seven years for the characters, but we didn't see any of that. I get you. I, I think what you're saying, and maybe I'm not understanding it, but it feels like this is the right time in the story for Vegeta to do these things. But because of what he's done before, we're not sure if it's the right time for that. Maybe I'm not phrasing it well enough. Kind of like it's like it's a, the, the timing could have been better. It's just we we needed to see more of and a, lo- a longer span of time and, uh, either either in this seven year gap mm. or or during this or during the cell arc had to have been removing himself stronger from that I'm an evil killing gotcha. machine bastard kind of gotcha. guy for for him going back to being evil. To not just be, oh, Vegeta's doing his Vegeta stuff again. There's theoretically seven years of nice domestic Vegeta that we don't get to see, but we have to just accept it. And and so, I mean, and honestly, this this is as bad as Vegeta ever gets to be, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was bad that he let Cell, you know, transform. But, I mean, at least he wasn't actively killing people then. Yeah, I mean, how could he have... Well, I mean, how could he have known the repercussions? He knew what they were. But this is, I'm destroying the audience right here. I'm loving every moment of it. I know that what I'm doing is bringing out the next major villain. I don't care. He's going to kill my son. I don't care. This is about me right now. Here, he... And he admits that he... Like, Bobby D's not controlling him, so this is... We can't excuse it with that. You know, he just, you know, kills random people, hundreds of people, just so he can fight Goku. And, and and if we look at one of the panels when like uh Yamcha and the others are reacting, they're like only about 
Oh yeah, fifteen there's, fifteen yards away super from close. that giant hole. Yeah, it was like he he could have easily killed them as well. And then do you think <laughs> he knew that and aimed it in the right spot so that it wouldn't have? It's possible. I'd uh, I'd like to give him that much credit. I think, although that's really not giving him that much. Credit, I don't know. It, it's still... tough because we do see how conflicted he gets. Like, no, I'm evil. No, I'm not. I still love my family, but no, I'm trying to be but, evil. But I gotta give the fans what they want. Yeah, they want me evil. But, yeah, but it's like, seriously, you've been, you know, seven years supposedly being a better person, and I'm just gonna kill people not because they're in, not because I'm in a fight and they're in the way, not because of anything really big, just because I want to fight Goku, and this is the only way I can get him to do so. Is to just... I don't think Vegeta sees people as people, though. Yeah, but it, I mean that that does make it hard for me to sort of uh, forgive him. Yeah, because I mean we never do see him, you know. Yeah, d- who holds him accountable for this? No one. Yeah, no one. He just he's free to do whatever he pleases, and and. Occasionally he'll die for it, but then he'll just come back anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And so... I mean, so he, he does take, he does finally take some responsibility when he sacrifices himself against Majin Buu, but it's like, that's the least he could have done, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the least he could have done is die. And then, and then he's gone for a while, and I honestly didn't miss him when he was gone. No, because again, it's the, what are you going to do with him at this point? And even when he is brought back, it's, well, he fights Buu for a while, and well, then we get a big speech. His speech makes it worth it. Well, I don't even remember him fighting at all. Well, I just, there's ready. a lot more in the TV version. Okay. Yeah. And like flashbacks and images from from previous stuff and that makes it pretty cool but, yeah, but it's like if, if vegeta had been there during the rest of the boo arc what other things would he have screwed yeah. up while he was there how, how much worse could he have made it so uh, but but i do like okay there there was there is one time where he is taking a task mm-hmm. right before he dies piccolo yeah oh the, and again even better in the tv version with the eye twitches and everything oh mm. <laughs> So yeah, we I think Toriyama does sort of make up for it a little bit by at least saying, "Well, you're going to hell." Yeah. So there is there is there is there's punishment there. There is Yeah, you're terrible. You, you deserve this. You are going to hell. You have done too many bad things. You will never see them again. Too bad. Which is crazy because well, what about Piccolo? Because is he in the same boat or No. In, well, in GT, yes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or is it because he has a god inside him that I don't know? Yes, it cancels it out. Yeah, so now he's just normal. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like you know, God, God, you know, he, he faded away when he died his time, so I guess he gets you know, automatically seated into heaven. So uh, I, I guess I guess we have our our final incarnation of Vegeta, which is you know not not well, he does eventually get brought back to life, but he does get brought back to the story yeah. and stays there for the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, was this? If if Inma had him the entire time, is is this the perfect time to bring him back, or should he have been brought back earlier, or or as I said, would he have been messing things Definitely up? Definitely not earlier. No. no, I think he had enough time <laughs> to be dead. Yeah, exactly. I think this was the right point where it was like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about Vegeta. And you can't have the end of the show or series without Vegeta. Right, so yeah. it is the right time. Yeah, I mean, so he was he was gone. I mean, he was. Wasn't he absent for all of volume 40 or was it like just the, the, until like the very tail end of 40? Yeah, it was a really, what feels like a long stretch because the boo arc mm-hmm. is so damn long. Yeah, which, which, which would have been like months. Yeah. You know, as it was being released. Right. I mean, you read it nowadays and you kind of fly through it, but you think back to this coming out weekly. Yeah, he was gone for a long time. Yeah, so it's like, you know, uh, as I was saying before, we didn't have enough time with a good Vegeta to accept him going back to evil again. I guess it was good that we had enough of a space without Vegeta that him coming back wasn't just, uh... Yeah, you're ready to root for him again in some capacity. Especially since everybody else is dead. It's like, well, I guess we, <laughs> I guess we do kind of need him again. I guess he can't really make things worse. I do kind of love that, 
where it's I got nothing left. I'm Enma. I'm in charge of this entire bureaucracy in the afterlife. I am so scared that who can I put? Uh, Vegeta, you're all I have. But then you think in a more global out of universe perspective. It's like, well, you could probably get Paikuhan. You could probably get some of these other people in here. Yeah, but nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we have our final Vegeta here. He's back. He does fusion. There's a Vegito, and then that doesn't happen for very long. Um. Here's something that uh, somebody brought up on the forums today. I think it was the user Piccolo Daimo. Which one? There's like five of them. <laughs> it's the the one without the H. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, where he uh, said that I I think he said that he saw an interview on translated on Kanzentai. I'd like some some validation on this to see if that's the case. Because I, I looked up the, the dates on this, and it could be plausible, but I'm not entirely sure, where he said that he, that Toriyama came up with Vegito as opposed, you know, came up with Potara Fusion as opposed to uh, the Fusion Dance, uh, because he wanted to do something new, and we'd already seen Gogeta in Movie 12. Yeah, and how far in advance had Movie 12 been planned, and... Yeah, because, yeah, because, like, you check the dates, and that movie came out in February of 95, and then the Vegito first appears in March of 95, so it is a little bit afterwards, but might have been in the works for long enough that he wanted to do that. Right, and he'd already just done Gotenks in the main series anyway, so to do the same thing with just the two older characters, well, at least mix it up in some way, even if it's different fusion, it's not exactly the same thing. Okay, so um, I guess, should Vegito have been a permanent character? Should that have actually been held to the, we, we're, we're going to stay fused forever? No, no one wants no. that. I mean, I love him, it's my namesake, my online namesake, but no, I don't think anyone wants to see that forever, because you've got two great dynamics combined into one just kind of shitty dynamic I'd rather have the two well I mean in that case I mean would it have been better if it had just been uh, even if it is a bit redundant to have been just a fusion dance kind of thing something that we we can come back to if we need to it's not it's not a now or never or forever or nothing kind of thing where we can have our cake and eat it too I guess uh, we can have both Goku and Vegeta and we can have a fused a character that's both of them as well no because we a couple of reasons one Vegeta would have never done the dance <laughs> we, we've seen this <laughs> but it would have been funny to see that would have been hilarious if we had and two the, the time span they had it was Boo is coming at us right this instant we have to do it right this second you need to make a split second decision and it's the oh by the way the ramifications of your split second decision are we're in this forever and even at that point Vegeta's like ah and just <laughs> look on his face as they're being slammed together it's oh that sucks but hey they split so it's all good although i i, I think the fact that it just becoming I mean, that, that he does it at all shows that there has been some kind of change in him since the last time we saw him yeah yeah i mean he's caring about his family and for reals and well i think he's just more interested in seeing how strong they can get well that too <laughs> he wants to take out the bad guy he wants to be at least partially halfway responsible for it so yeah uh, like that's another thing that um i've heard people complain about vegeta is that he he destroyed the earring that was so stupid but i know that's it's sort of petty of petty of me to say this but it's like yeah i, I didn't really want them to stay stay combined either so i honestly didn't care that they destroyed the earring. yeah what, what's toriyama gonna do have him do the exact same thing again who wants to see that so it's like you know i i, I can accept the uh the bad air i can accept the breaking of the earrings it's <laughs> like this this is this is the way it needs to be and it is I guess I guess I should be consistent and be angry at both Vegeta and and Goku because he destroys uh, you know, yeah, the second pair. Right. But I have a hard time being angry because I don't want to see it again. Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. Then we have our our final battle with our final uh, confrontation 
where Vegeta comes back to life. Vegeta comes up with the the plan to save the day. He does. He yeah, does. Yeah, gotta give him credit for that. You do. I, he's like, he's using his smarts that he hasn't had a chance to use in a while. Right. He can't use his strength at this point. And he is cunning at times. And sometimes his fighting spirit gets the better of him. But here, he doesn't let it. He hasn't had a good idea since the Frieza arc. Frieza arc, <laughs> yeah. That's true. He's had nothing but bad ideas the entire series. I just thought about that, though. It's like it's Vegeta giving the orders to everybody and telling what the wishes should be made. These are the same same race of people who who he said, oh, yeah, I killed your, I killed your people. What uh-huh. of it? That's right, I killed yeah, and, and, and now and now they're having to sort of put their faith in him and it's like I wonder how they feel about that well they don't, don't know. like it <laughs> they don't really have a choice I guess but it's still that's just so so interesting to me that it's like oh well well I mean actually I, mean, I guess that they're depending on each other now yeah. since he has, he has to use them to make the wishes and they need him to save I don't know it's just that's so that's so interesting and uh, and then of course we come down to the, the speech that you are number one speech which is one of his defining moments i guess yeah sure is i mean it is uh so uh, did you guys feel that, that sort of rounds out his character i feel like there's pretty much nothing left to yeah. him once he's conceded uh defeat to goku specifically right right you can say we were talking about this in the freeze arc oh what else could you do with him here well you could have him very concretely state that goku has surpassed him and well he does that here and i think that is the limit that is the extent of vegeta we got that and whether or not you like how evil or not evil or how poorly writtenly evil not so evil he is at least that aspect of his character has finally come around you got it out of him and I'm content with the character at that point. Yes. <clears throat> Do you think that by the end of the series, though, it shouldn't have just been, I, I can see that you're better than me? It should have been, uh, I might have might have had a more, I can see that I shouldn't have been the way I've been all this time? That would have been No, no. Oh, I mean, well, I, mean, like, well, I mean, like, not necessarily written that way, but at least some sort of just, uh, maybe I, you know, maybe this, uh, at least I mean, some some sort of sign of remorse. No, no, Vegeta's than... such a badass. You don't want him to gr- have oh, regrets that... over anything. Sure, sure. What I was going to say is that in this speech, Vegeta doesn't make it about him. He makes it about Goku. It's not about that I'm worse than you. It's that you're just so happen to be so much better than me. And that gives him plenty of room to still be superior to everyone else. So he's got no remorse about that. <laughs> so I guess he still has a little bit of a little bit of an ass. Yeah, he's still being a total dick about it, even though he's conceding defeat to Goku. You just have to read between the lines for it. <laughs> well, I, I guess that, that that would be pretty much it for Vegeta. Just you know, I'm putting my son, I'm putting my son into the tournament, and I'm you know doing that, except for. The Kanzenban, which decided to put, I guess, a somewhat controversial new panel. I don't know. Sometimes I think we built up that controversy more than it actually (laughs) is. Like, it's just one line and we happened to write about it when it first came out. So I don't know. Lance, why don't you describe it? Yeah. Um, the way the series originally ended, you know, that last, uh, the last page had that huge group shot of everybody with the, the end. And then below that, there was, you know, a picture of Toriyama the robot where he says, you know, I got the end of the series now. I'm going to do other things and thank you for reading, et cetera, et cetera. Where in the Kanzenban, they replaced that goodbye message with, with Vegeta looking, um, 
you know, looking all huffy and going, I will one day defeat you, Kakarato. <laughs> so it's essentially undoing the, uh, right. the do- number one. Well, does it undo that? Yeah, that, that's that's the question. Is 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 it as big a deal as some people argue that it is? Is is that just sort of reversing and making making Vegeta be Vegeta again, like we've been seeing over the past? Yeah, years? exactly. Vegeta like, stuff. It's a day later, and he's decided. Well, you know what? Never Hold mind. off on what I just said. I might be able to take you on one day. I can see him coming around on that angle again, but I think at that point it's a little more friendlier and not so I much it's still obnoxious though it to is because we've heard it before right i don't think it was necessary to add that in and i'm i really don't understand why toriyama would have done that like what what does it accomplish maybe fans in japan were not quite so sympathetic to the you're number one scene eh, i think it's just toriyama doing shit and not really thinking about it I like the entire concept of battle powers oh <laughs> well, no, yeah i i find it obnoxious just simply because of the fact that i i think having the series in with toriyama speaking to the audience is just much stronger than just home fall defeat you yeah. well you know what i hated the way that this ended so we're gonna take back the dragon ball ending i'm gonna start a petition we're gonna have toriyama do a revision of the revision of the ending and i will accept nothing less and i'm gonna set up a charity and donate money to it until he does it well see my my opinion is this to change the final panel to a panel of yamsha surrounded by money and women <laughs> <laughs> going yep this is a good life. That works too. That would be amazing. <laughs> I want to see this. <laughs> that would totally come out of nowhere, and I would love yeah. it. <laughs> I've, I've come full circle. <laughs> and that was Yamcha's best day ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I guess I guess that's it. That's Vegeta. It's, hey, he's, he's definitely definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he's a character. L- love him or hate him, he he has a lot to talk about. He has a lot of things to talk about about him. Does indeed. Thank you so much for bringing Vegeta to the table here. Oh. Thank you for thank you for letting me use that table. <laughs> wow, Vegeta table. Vegeta table. Vegetable. Vegetable. Oh uh, wow! Uh-huh. Your That's amazing. Perfect. The signs they all point I know, to something. Out of there. Oh. Crazy. Oh, there's so much more we can probably say about him. So we're gonna leave it all to you, folks. There is always a thread on every what. That's the, what the words. The, Topic. Yeah. There's a topic thread on the Daizenshu EX forum for every episode. You can toss your thoughts over there. You can tweet them. You can Facebook them. Uh, we'll get to that info in a second. Lance, we have an email. Uh, it involves dragon boxes. Can you stick around for this email? I certainly can. All right, let's do it. So we have an audio email here from a friend of the show, Bernhard, who uh, has a question about dragon boxes. Anzen Beruto, Mike, and whoever else happens to be there this week. And Mary, if you're not among them, get well soon. But you know, you really have to stop eating poisoned dragon's liver. I mean, I know it's absolutely delicious, especially with partially hydrogenated high fructose corn syrup, but it's just making you sick. You really need to cut down on the poisoned dragon's liver. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, I finally filled out Funimation's Dragon Box. What's next? You help us choose. Survey. And I voted for the movies. You made a very convincing argument, Mike. (laughs) I also told them I was over 35. Right. But it brought up a question, which, uh, well, I guess I could email you, but I enjoy the sound of my own voice. So, while the survey proper, oglink.com slash 70v, guess where else I plugged it, merely says, quote, which Dragon Box Collector's Edition box set release should we start with? End of quote. The news item on Funimation's website, once I found it, says, <laughs> So if you want to see your favorite Dragon Ball saga, get the 
limited edition Dragon Box treatment, make sure you take this survey and tell all your friends to take it too. So here's my question, finally. They are clearly identifying this as limited edition. When they were still releasing the Z Dragon Boxes, did they ever mention that it was limited edition? Because to the best of my recollection, they said nothing about that until they started going out of print, fans called them out on it, and they said something to the effect of, well, we never said it wasn't limited edition. Am I right about this, or... Ellipses. I was going to sing a song about ellipses set to the tune of Ulysses 31, but uh, I got a sore throat. I gotta cut down on the poison dragon liver myself. If you go back to Funimation's original press release on July 18th, 2009, there's nothing in there that says anything about the quantity and availability of what the dragon boxes are or will be or anything like that. Well, we were at, were we, it was Otakon when they announced yeah, it yeah. and we were there. Did they say? No, no, limited? nothing at this point has been limited edition or anything like that. So we jump ahead to Ancast over on uh, Anime News Network, episode 55. It was in October 2010. Lance Heiskell, who is the marketing director at Funimation, said that the boxes were going to be limited. And they didn't, pursue the question anymore because it was just a slew of questions it's not a dragon ball specific show so just keep going there's no elaboration there around that time box four had just come out and it come out a month earlier and we were already at that point starting to see box two come in and out of availability and lance you've done a lot of dragon box reviews and in-depth looks you've answered lots of questions about this so other than these two tiny tidbits one the press release and then the lance quote when did we ever hear that the dragon boxes were gonna hey you might want to go get them now was that it as far as i know i'm pretty sure that wasn't almost it almost sounds like a slightly more substantiated uh like kai's gonna be a hundred episodes thing know, back right? in the day, where pe- people <laughs> just sort of seem to assume it was right. but then it ended up ended up actually being around that anyway yeah so i don't know i mean i i think i think we all sort of i guess rightfully it seems assumed they were going to be somewhat limited but but then then you have things like I, I think I've heard people saying that once you know once the first time box two uh, started to become scarce they did another printing of that didn't they yeah we hear that but I don't know how true that is or if it was so just... might have been like wear back warehouse stock yeah yeah exactly send it back out or maybe Amazon was like oh actually we've got another hundred of these let's throw them up there I mean we all knew that these weren't going to replace the default orange bricks that would, we hope so. <laughs> I, I mean, we hope so, but I've always said you know, the orange bricks are continuously on target shelves. They're always going to be there. I don't think we were under any delusion that these were going to totally replace those, but we also kind of thought that by the time Box 7 came out, you still might be able to buy one through seven all in one go if you <laughs> exactly. wanted to, and that wasn't the case. It was really tough. Well, I mean, it was great when it first came out because I, I, could, I could walk into a Best Buy and see an orange brick and a Dragon Box side by side. I was like, okay, this is the way. If we're not going to get rid of the the orange bricks completely this is a pretty good way for it to be just have them both sharing space both you know just have the choice be there and then that just sort of tapered off and i think that was a bit disappointing yeah yeah the, the retail presence of those dropped off i think after box two interestingly enough um yeah it got tougher to track those down and now it's two and four you basically can't get i think one is in that group now as well and the way it is with any run of any material volume one box one always gets the largest printing because 
because more people buy one and then kind of fall off along the way. But one, two, and four, you pretty much can't get. And the others, the prices are starting to creep back up again. So, <sighs> well, I mean, it's, 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 not, it's not exactly that their prices are creeping up, it's that they're being resold for mm-hmm. higher prices. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. right. It's tough. I, I, feel so, I feel so stupid, though, because I remember in my, my complete Dragon Box collection review, I did this whole math thing and saying, no, oh, the prices are dropping. You should be able to find them easily. It'll be great. And then, like, a week later, it's like, we can't find these anymore. What's wrong with you? I know. <laughs> and now the tough thing is, well, the Blu-rays are gone now. So your best option Orange for bricks. the Cyan arc, God damn it, we're back to the bricks. 2007 again. Yep, yep. So I think that answers Bernhard's question. So we're going to call it a show here. We've been going for a while, but we had so many great things. So Mary, I'm going to ask you. People have questions, comments, concerns, hopes, dreams, aspirations. All those things and more. You can email us at podcast at diezex.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X.com. On Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash diezex. On Twitter, we're at diezex, and that's it. That is correct. All right, so Lance, thank you so much for joining us this episode, man. Where can people find you? Thank you for having me. Uh, if they're on the forums, they can find me. I'm Gaffer Tape over there. You can call me Lance or Gaffer Tape, whatever you'd like. Um, you can find my channel on YouTube. It's www.youtube.com slash Fusion. M-I-S-T-A-R-E-F-U-S-I-O-N. And I have plenty of fun Dragon Ball videos and all kinds of other reviews and fun, nerdy, geeky stuff as well. So hopefully you can find something interests you. Even if I don't have uh, one set name, maybe you can keep track of them, write them down. I don't know. I guess that's uh, that's my problem. I need to find to fix that. I don't know. <laughs> you need a spreadsheet to keep track of you here. Yep. But, you know, if you guys love me enough, you can you can do that for me, That's right. right. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So Mary, thank you. Lance, thank you. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us. All right. You can find X, myself, Mike, and Julian W www.daizex.com we will check you back next week for oh geez i can't remember what number are we up to this was episode 293 so we'll see you back next week for episode 294 of our show i've got some great things in the pipeline this was one of those great things got lance with an amazing vegeta podcast topic get some other folks uh slated coming up in the future i don't want to announce it because anytime i ever hint at something it falls through so i'm not going to say anything that i got going on I'm just too bad. Mysterious. You'll hear it when you hear it. Yeah. Uh, DiceyX.com. That's it. So thank you, everyone. We'll uh, check you next week. Email.